Good morning, everyone. Good morning to all who are watching uh, the live stream. Uh, to those who are outside, outside people, hello, you're my good friends. You're in the good friends section outside, and I can see you, <laughs> my friends. Um, uh, we use a lectionary, what we call the lectionary in our masses, and the lectionaries are uh, pieces from uh, Holy Scriptures, and sometimes the way it's set up, we miss some elements. Uh, in our first reading, again, the first reading is the Acts of the Apostles, an account of the beginning days and months and years of the church when the first communities were coming together. And, they, and you know, there was uh, challenges and stuff, and we're told how they worked it out and sometimes how it didn't work out so well. And the account today, um, we see Cornelius is known as a God-fearer. A God-fearer is what they kind of call folks who were Gentiles. So remember, there was Jewish Christians, and then there would be Gentile. And there is this debate about how do the Gentiles come in to follow Jesus and, you know, don't get in, you know, don't prevent them. And um, what Cornelius, so Cornelius, he's visited by an angel and the angel tells him to go fetch Simon Peter. Now, when I first read the whole chapter, it seemed like Simon Peter was uh, a little bit cranky about it because uh, he, but he wasn't. Uh, what he says to Cornelius is, why have you summoned me here? And uh, uh, he said, I don't have any problem with the Gentiles. <laughs> and he doesn't. Um, but um, Cornelius will tell him, an angel told me to come and get you. Oh, well, then here we go. Let's do this. Uh, you know, and, and when he, we're told then, in that gathering, the Holy Spirit comes upon all of them. And, uh, the, of course, first with Cornelius, uh, the angel comes from God, of course. So that's, if you will, God's way of saying, thumbs up to the Gentiles, and that that didn't make the message clear enough, the Holy Spirit descending on that community of Gentiles and them speaking in that holy way. Um, so then we see uh, Simon Peter, you know, he's there, and he's like, let's, you know, let's get him baptized now. Let's move. Let's do this. And um, um, this is, you know, the, the challenges of all the different things and how one comes to Jesus and stuff. Well, okay, in the different traditions. Um, and even to this day, uh, we still work those things out. And my friend St. John speaks in our second reading. And I want to spend just a little bit of time here because um, there's different levels of, there's different types of love. And what John is using uh, is the Hesed agape words. They have a different meaning um, as opposed to the romantic love. And um, we, we, should, we need to understand this because uh, John is saying, you love, you must love. And um, what he's telling us is that the God's love is manifested in many ways, and it was so manifested in his Son, and it was given to us freely. You didn't earn it. God loved Hased agape, and it's seen in his Son, and it's free gift to you. And, my friends, this becomes important uh, because, uh, you know, we're, we're moving into the annual Catholic appeal. And, and uh, my friends, you know, I've been with you almost seven years now. I'm working on my seventh year. And you know, I don't talk about money very often. But when it comes to the annual Catholic appeal, I will. And you guys know why. You know why. This appeal, all of them are worthy. 
but you know why this one is. It matters because it helped my family. It's the one that I can testify about directly. And I ask you to pray and support it. And my friends, as we move into the discipleship and I try to help uh, to form uh, you and to make you stronger, uh, we have to get into this notion of gift. If all is gift from God, then we give back. And when it comes to things like this, uh, we do not give with a desire to receive back, uh, but because we have already received. This is what John's getting at in a second. You have already received this love. And because of that, you can respond then um, and give back. And in, uh, Paul, who writes to, uh, he's writing to his friend, uh, Timothy. Uh, he's in prison again after being beaten up. And uh, in the midst of this, he says, do good and uh, be rich in good works. Be generous and be ready to share what you have. And Paul is writing this after he's been beaten up and put into prison again. And I bring this up uh, because Jesus tells us uh, to love. And I know this may sound harsh uh, and even maybe... Uh, so, my friends, when we love the way Jesus is talking about, it is a choice. You choose. Uh, the romantic love in philia uh, would be like Tiffany and her fiancé. They're all glowy and sparkly and, and all in love. And, uh, and they didn't have to work. You don't work hard to get there, but you must choose to remain in love, right? So it begins, this is what you must choose. It is easy to find excuses to to remain in bitterness and unhappiness and hatred and unkindness. That is not hard. That is easy. What is hard is to choose, to choose to love, to choose to be kind, to choose to be happy. Um, put aside any organic, meaning any illness, meaning like, uh, no, I'm not talking about that, and you guys know that. I know because you also know my story. I, and I use the word living, but the priest who, when I was younger and I went to him and I said, I'd like to be a priest, and, he, and I told my story, he said, how is it that you want to be a priest when you choose revenge and you choose hatred and you choose to be unkind in that family situation? You guys know what I'm talking about. He said, you exist but do not live. Choose life. Choose to be happy. That requires courage and strength and faith. He said, your life is at an end. You will never be that which you want to be until you start choosing. And he told me that, and then he sent me on my way. <laughs> Another priest had to deal with me. But I wouldn't be here if he didn't open my eyes to that and teach me I choose. I choose to be happy. I choose to be kind. That's agape. That's hased. That's not the warm, feely things that that one has right now. She has the other ones too. So it becomes important. It's easy to find excuses to remain in bitterness and misery. God has loved us and has given us much. We can choose 
different. Choose. Choose different. Let me be that example. Choose different. That we will have life, as Jesus said. Our gospel, this is Jesus' farewell to him. And uh, he has kept this theme about love and about, uh, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And um, sometimes that can get really, really blurry. And I want to remind everybody, Jesus was fully human and fully divine. He chose to be kind. He chose to be kind to those who were not kind to him. He chose when they did this to him to forgive and not seek revenge. You see, this is what I mean. That has said that agape, you choose to do this. He had all the feelings. You read the scriptures. He laughed. He got angry. Righteous anger. Righteous anger. And uh, uh, he got uh, frustrated sometimes. But he chose. He chose to be friendly. He chose in his humanness. This is what I'm talking about. We have the ability to choose to be kind. In our gospel, Jesus puts forth his theme. Love as I love you. The Old Testament was love your love others as you love as you love yourself. And Jesus said, My disciples will love as I love you. So my friends, this morning I want to take a look. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to take some graces and liberties, but I want to look at what Jesus said in the Old Testament, I mean in the New Testament. Jesus said, do not, re and I'm taking some liberties, I'm going to interpret it, do not return evil for evil. Nothing is achieved by revenge and retaliation except to pile darkness and wickedness, wickedness upon wickedness and darkness. He said, do not judge your neighbor harshly. When you read the Greek, it's a different, it's a, there's a feeling about that, and we have to come uh, with, to understand this. But in this, he would say, no one knows all the facts about any particular thing except for my Father in heaven. Therefore, leave judgment to my Father. Do not condemn your neighbor. This follows then from my last statement. If you are not to pass judgment harshly upon them, neither are you to pass sentence upon your neighbor. My friends, do not worry greatly about food and drink and clothes as if these were the most important things in life. They have their place. However, make it your first concern to live as worthy children of my Father, and all the rest will fall into place. And fact, Jesus in Matthew's Gospel says, Why do you worry so? Are you able to add one moment to your lifespan by it? Just let it go. Do not hoard treasures for yourself here on earth. Money and property and goods and so on. They are like shaft to God. And then we blown away in the first winds of his judgment. Jesus said, seek ye first the things of heaven. 
Build your treasure then in heaven. Jesus said, do not look back once you have put your hand to the plow. That is, once you have decided to follow me, and once you have made what you are sure is the right decision in life, go forward trusting in my Father. Jesus said, you have faith in God, have faith in me. Meaning his ways and his words and his truth. He shared everything with us that his Father told him. Jesus would, uh, in his own way, say, do not give up hope. He would say, do not be in despair when times are rough. Keep trusting in me and in my Father. And he told us, remember, you are worth more than a thousand birds in the air to my Father. And then Jesus would go on to say, let your light shine before others, meaning the light of holiness and goodness that comes from him. The light you shed around you will help others to find their way to my Father. And then my Father will be glorified. And this is the hard one for all people, but for us Christians, and which sets us apart. Love your enemies said agape love your enemies to be kind to those who do not like you or who may have been unkind to you is hard but if you do this you will be the salt of the earth and my father in heaven will be glorified the measure you give to others will be the measure with which you receive from my father now, this is Father Mark's way of saying this. Clean the inside of the cup and dish, and the outside will become clean too. Remember when Jesus, he's, he's talking about your heart. Because remember, the Pharisees got all cranky and gnarly about the dirty cups they were using. Jesus said, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about your heart. Then all your thoughts and words and deeds will be clean, like water from a fresh well. Forgive those who sin against you. Then you have nothing to fear in regard to your own failings. Our Heavenly Father has already forgiven them. And he tells us in Matthew's Gospel, Forgive others, and my Father will forgive you. My friends, our Heavenly Father gave all this to his Son. And as we move deeper, Jesus said, take this bread and eat. Take this cup and drink and do it in memory of me. In the Eucharistic banquet, we will find the nourishment we need to live in this world as his disciples. He said, my friends, love one another the way I love you. Then all will know that you are my disciples. These are the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Son of God. 
from the New Testament. We cannot truly call ourselves disciples of Jesus if we do not listen to his words and make every good effort to live by them. In this way, we will have the community of Christians, the unity of people that was hoped for from the very beginning. This was the dream of Jesus, the dream that all would be one as he and his Father are one. It became the model of the church for our early fathers and mothers, down to the current traced for Catholics in that sense of unity and community of disciples. We are all united in heart and soul, Acts 4.32, Paul would say. United in one spirit. As I told you last week, love is the binding agent between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Love became the binding thing, agent, I don't have a better word, between our Lord and his good friends, the apostles, between the apostles and the disciples, between the disciples and the disciples. Jesus would go further and say, and that is what will be the binding thing between you and your enemy. Love is the climate in which the Christian community is supposed to live. Love one another as I have loved you, he said. Our love for one another is to emulate that of the Father in heaven. And for all who obey this commandment, the kingdom of God is already at hand for you. Paul, he writes to a letter to the Philippians yeah, while well, he's in prison after uh, probably numerous times. And he said, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He chose, even in that prison setting, to be kind, to remain faithful. He chose as much as he could to be happy. My friends, I, again, I ask you to pray about the annual Catholic appeal and decide how you will respond. Happy Mother's Day. God love you. <laughs>